0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: Every season you hunt, you learn things that help make you a better hunter. On this episode, I'm going to talk about the number one thing I learned last turkey season. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunters Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and it is turkey hunting time once again. Well, at least turkey hunting podcast time once again. Now, some of you are thinking, George, isn't it a while till turkey season starts? All depends on where you are. In some states, turkey season is at the gates. In others, it's another month or two away, and in some, you got to hold off a while yet. But now is the time to begin the stretch of turkey hunting episodes. And, guys, to tell you the truth, this could be a turkey hunting podcast, period. I could do turkey hunting round the clock or year round, 52 weeks a year, I could do turkey hunting episodes. But because there's so much else out there to hunt and the people are interested in hunting, I have to temper that passion and just, you know, mix in all the other amazing types of game and, and hunting attack uh, techniques and strategies to get in there. So, but we are back on turkey season. I've got a great lineup of turkey hunting episodes for you guys this season. And if you're new to the channel or you're new to the turkey hunting episodes, um, you know, I do not just recycle things from year to year. Every episode is something new, something different, something added. I don't just do the same episodes every year. There is a massive, just huge archive of content for this podcast. As we're itching towards episode number two hundred, if you guys head to the website, New Hunters. newhuntersguide.com go to the categories and click on turkey hunting I've got every turkey hunting episode I have ever done from years of turkey hunting episodes all organized by topic by subject neat and orderly you can easily look through see what interests you see what's helpful for you and, and where you're at right now and then you can grab and find those episodes that way But this year we've got a whole great lineup of new stuff planned and ready to go. And this is the first turkey hunting episode. And I think there's no better way to jump into turkey hunting content for the year than talk about what is the number one thing that we learned last year. And every season I learn a lot. Every season I become a better hunter, I become a more effective hunter, a more focused hunter. I become someone that enjoys it more because the chances of success go up. I know a little bit more about the birds, the strategies, the tactics, so forth and so on. And so should you and so will you if you stick with it and and you invest some focus into this amazing type of hunting, which is spring gobblers. So the question for today is what is the number one thing that I learned last turkey season? Well, this is maybe easy to say, but it takes a little bit to unpack, and that is this. It can be so simple, so easy. Uh, It can require so little skill, nuanced calling, all those things to take a turkey if... You can set up in the right spot. And the opposite of that, both from different hunts, it doesn't matter how good your calling is, how good your gear is, how good your strategy is, how good of a hunter you are. If you were in the wrong spot, it can be so hard to take a turkey. Just so difficult. But finding the right spot, the best spot to set up, I believe is one of, well, you know, it is the the number one thing that I think I learned last season. It's not just finding the right spot. I've talked about that. Got episodes on that. We'll do some more along those lines. It's not just finding the right spot, though. It's the right setup, and then it's how much that can do for you, all right? If you are in the right place, if you're able to get in close to where they're at roosting, for example, in the morning, and you are in the area that they want to be, the area that they plan to, to go, maybe not they're going to fly straight down from the tree and go to you, right? You don't know that. You can't control that. There's no way to know exactly where they're going to fly down to most of the time, especially if you're hunting in woods. They could go any number of directions, but if you were in the right zone, you can do, so little is required of you in order to, to, to be able to see some level of a success, right? People talk on and on about, you know, how you call and being a great caller and an expert caller and a masterful caller and all those kind of things. Guys, what I have learned about turkey hunting and, uh, and probably most kinds of hunting, it's the 80-20 rule. It is the 80-20 rule. You get 80% of the results from 20% of the work, right? And that other 80% of the work only, only adds another 20% of the results. So when it comes to being a caller, when it comes to, to being a successful turkey caller, you really can get 80% of the benefit with 20% of the skill. And that is great news for anyone who's new to the sport, new were to the sport, trying to find their first couple turkeys. That is great news. You do not need to be a world-class championship caller to drop turkeys. You do not. You don't need to have $150 custom calls to get turkeys to come in. First bird I ever called in, I think the call I was using was part of a two-call set I think the whole set cost $16, so the first call I was using was $8, bucks. All right? $8, still one of my favorite calls to this day, and I have some much fancier, more expensive, high-end, technologically amazing, blah, 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 $8 call, got the job done. Uh, it still works great you don't need and i was not a good caller in fact that was the first time i had ever gone outside into the woods with that call or with any call actually uh that was my first time in the woods calling and that call with with as as poor of a caller as i was turkeys responded they heard yelps they came in and it was a great just awesome experience but it reaffirms that you can get most of the benefit with a minor amount of work. All right, you don't have to be great at this. And you know, there you, there's there's a point where you're just barely proficient and you can get 80% of the benefit. It's not a matter of your skill using a dozen different kinds of calls. It's a matter of okay, knowing When do I call? How much do I call? And then what else do I do? All right. So if you can get into the right spot, maybe it's off the roost. Maybe you're you're trying to get them to come to you from the tree. I think that's often the easiest way, but it's also the hardest way to find that spot. Maybe you're you're setting up where they're at by you know mid morning, and you just know they come through there. You've got. The scouting you've got the evidence. Maybe you've got the camera pictures. Maybe you are where they're at in the evening before they're heading back to the roost and places where you can hunt in the evenings. It's all a matter of if you can be where the turkeys want to be, plan to be in that area, and you can get there. Then what you need to do next can be very minimal. All right, if you can be there off the roost and you can get within 200 yards, you you only need to call loud enough to let them know that you're there. You don't need to call for 20 minutes on end. You don't need to, to do all kinds of crazy calling most of the time. If you can find a bird that's looking for a hen, and you can make just enough noise to get him to go, hey, there's something over there, oftentimes you can get that bird to come in and if you make lots of crazy calling and then cutting up and all sorts of things the stuff they do on tv yeah if if you're really good at that you might improve your odds of success by a few percent but it's only going to marginally increase your chances of getting that bird to come in and and there's so many different scenarios you know, are there other hens, is there just one gobbler, what's going on, Um, there's so many factors that go into it, and I'm I'm not trying to oversimplify this, but the bottom line is, if all those factors were in place, and they're going to pull that bird and take them somewhere else, well, that was going to happen most of the time, regardless of you doing everything else possible and being a master of everything, all right? But if you can find yourself in the right scenario, like I said, you can get 80% of the benefit with 20% of the technique. Okay, more important even than calling is getting there quietly, stealthy, set up, being hidden, well camouflaged. Doesn't mean you need to wear $500 worth of camo gear. It means you need to have some camo, cheap as it could be. But where you set up, you got to have a big tree. You got to have good cover. You got to be in the bushes. You got to be somewhere where you are blending into that natural surrounding. And then you got to be still. You got to be quiet. And you got to call a little bit, maybe a couple times. I've done episodes on this in the past, like I said, and will again, on calling technique and and how much to call and when to call. But so, so often you get in there. And it's, you know, 15, 20 minutes before legal shooting light. He starts to gobble. You give him just a couple little soft tree yelps. Just real soft calling. Just, I mean, you know, one, two, three, done. You usually don't need to make another sound until they come down from the tree, right? Um, I like to not call too much before legal shooting light because... I don't want to risk them coming in before I can shoot them. And and that can happen. But you got to play the game. Once they're down out of the tree and you know they're on the ground, then they're expecting the other turkeys to be on the ground. Right? So if you're soft calling on the ground so you they can just barely hear you from where they're at, they don't know where you are. They don't know if you're on a tree in the ground on the ground they don't know what's going on they just barely hear this sound from over there if you call too strong too loud and it's still dark out that's gonna can be weird to them like, wait a minute why are their hens on the ground and it's still dark out there you you risk hanging them up you risk giving them putting doubt in their mind But once they hit the ground, then you can call like a hen on the ground calls. Then you can give them, you know, a couple strong yelps and then just sit back and and do everything else, be still, be quiet, be at the ready, have your gun ready, listen, watch, be alert and be ready to call more, but don't just assume you need to call more. I think I think nothing Well, no, there's probably things, but there's not a lot of things that cost people turkeys than people calling too much or thinking they need to call too much. If you're that hot of a hen, then you ought to just go to him when he gobbles, right? You just, you don't need to do a lot. You don't need all kinds of fancy calls. So much of the time, less is more, and just a little is all you need if you're in the right spot. Conversely, you can be so good at everything, but if you are not in the right spot, if you're not where the birds want to be, if you're not where the birds are playing, where they're answering, where they're working, uh, where if you're somewhere where they're over pressured, you know, it, it almost doesn't matter what you do right and how good of a of a caller or a hunter you are, it doesn't matter if you're using a $2000 shotgun and three thousand dollars worth of clothes none of that matters doesn't matter if you've got trophies from all the calling championships that you've won if you're in the wrong spot it can be difficult to impossible to pull that off and to get those birds to come in people that you know are master turkey hunters and i'm not saying you have to spend all that money either to become a master turkey hunter i'm just saying that's what the marketing industry would want you to believe People that are master turkey hunters, they're able to turn around some bad situations, some of the time. They're they're able to overcome some negatives and some long odds, some of the time. Not all the time, not most of the time. Um, So you have that advantage that comes with experience, but the biggest advantage that comes with experience is finding the right spot. It's getting into the right spot. All right, this is the most important thing you can do: is to find and get in to the right spot where you're able to to be the ter- to be the hen that those gobblers are looking for. That you can be in a natural position for them to to want to come to you, for them to hear you, and and want to come in your direction. That so you have the right cover. You know, there are times you can get into the perfect spot. It's exactly where the turkeys want to go. It's exactly where they want to be. It's exactly where they're going to walk to. They may come there whether you call or not, but there's nowhere for you to hide. There's nowhere to go. There are no trees. There is no cover. There is no brush. And Sometimes it's in the middle of a field or a clearing. And your, your range is limited. You're trying to get that bird to come within 30 yards. That's the goal. And if you're not in a spot where you can have cover, well, you can't just sit there. You, you need to come up with a plan. Sometimes you can use a turkey blind, a pop-up blind. Those can work. So you can build your own blind. Again, if you have identified the spot and you know that this is the ideal spot, you can come in in advance you can come in in the middle of the day, days before, you could set something up, you could get ready, you could prepare, you could throw up a pop-up blind, you could build some cover, whatever it takes, if you know the spot is that good. And there are some other options. I've talked about this in, in the past. They've got little, um, uh, oh, I lost the term for it. It's like a strip, it's like a blind that is two or three feet high just a wall a blind wall that's two or three feet high it's just the, the camo netting material on little stakes and you can roll that up throw it in your pack take it out whenever you need to just string it out jam those stakes into the ground raise it up to whatever height and you can create some cover for yourself on the fly on the move on public land where it's legal and you can do some things like that. That if you find yourself in one of those spots, because sometimes I know I've been there, you're like, I'm going out on the big land to hunt today. I'm just going out, gonna cover ground, gonna play the odds, gonna look for sign. And, you know, to be fair, your chance of success on days like that and outings like that is marginal. Um, The best thing you're most likely to do is find good spots that you can go back to the next day or another hunt, something like that. But if you're just out in country, you've never been in before, covering ground, it's a lot of fun. You always have a chance to be successful. It's one of the great things about turkey hunting versus deer hunting. You can be three miles back in the woods, take a turkey and carry it out without killing yourself like you might a buck. Uh, so there's that advantage. But if you find yourself in those kind of situations, little roll-up line like that, fits right in your backpack, doesn't weigh more than like two, three pounds. You can just set that up, and now you can build and create some cover for yourself. Maybe use some brush, whatever you can find, some, you know, some hay, something, whatever's left in the woods, leaves, throw that on top to, to just improve the cover level some and then you can have a chance if you find yourself in a place that that's unexpected and and turns out to be a good spot but it's your first time there or you just there are no other cover options available um but you know it's much better to have the right spot and improvise cover than it is to find perfect cover but it's the wrong spot you know and I've been in situations before where I am absolutely certain I was in a good spot. I was in a right spot. Turkeys were going to be there, but I spooked them out by overcalling like an idiot and just making too much noise, too much ruckus. They were going to be there. If I would have done nothing, the turkeys would have been there. But I just sat there and called and cranked and fidgeted and made noise and moved around and just spooked them out of there. And, uh, you know, that is easy to do. It's easy to overcall. It's easy to spook birds. You know, just because you didn't see them doesn't mean they didn't see you. You know, if you're moving around, if you're talking, if you're fidgeting, you're making noise, if you're rustling leaves, If you're on your phone, you didn't even see them walk by because they can walk by in utter and complete silence. Turkeys can move like the wind. They can also move like really loud hunters. They can be so loud in the woods that you think they are careless people walking through. You can be angry, ready to shout out them, say, hey, why are you messing up my turkey hunt? And then they come out from behind the bush and it's a turkey. You're like, oh, wow. But just cuz that happens sometimes don't assume that's that's the that's the way that it always is they can be so quiet that they make not a sound i swear sometimes it seems like they could walk over dry leaves and just make no sound at all it seems and at other times they can sound like you know a battalion of cavalry coming through the woods it, 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 it's they just they have the power to move silently when they want to so, you gotta keep that in mind. Um, you know, sometimes, especially if you're new, you're a new hunter, you've never done this before, or very little, you know, the best thing you can do is find a good spot. Find a good spot, find good cover, and call very little. If that means getting a cheap pop up blind, you know, that can do a lot of good, guys. I'm not a huge fan of hunting turkeys out of a pop up blind, but if you have one, If it's in, if you put it in the right spot, that can hide a multitude of movement and prevent noise. You know, you go to set that thing up, you rake out all the leaves from inside so you can be in there, you can fidget, you can squirm and you make no noise and and you don't, nothing can see you from the sides or behind or any other angle except your prime shooting lane in the front. That can do you a lot of good, but only if that pop-up blind Is in a great spot Um, if you have a good property you're able to hunt public or private I like to have multiple options available multiple good spots because you never know from day to day what a bird's gonna do what the local turkeys are gonna do and it can be good to move you may have to move you might have to go from one spot to another and having a blind or two that's an option and you don't always have to buy this stuff you, know, you can go to Walmart and get that camo netting for like $8, 12 by 3 or 4 foot strip. You get that and a couple fallen logs or twigs or branches. You can build your own little blind for just a couple bucks that'll do a fair job. So there's things you can do. There's options that you can do to sort of make up for the lack of experience, the lack of focus lack of being able to be still and quiet now and and it's not as easy some people that are listening are like well just be quieter it's not that simple you can't tell somebody who's new to this to just be quieter and make less noise and just fidget less you can say it they can look you square in the eye and say yeah you got it i'm gonna do it but they don't even it's like it's part of it's involuntary part of it is a learned skill I have walked down trails in the woods with people that are new to the sport, and you know my footsteps were i'm not gonna say completely quiet, but they were very, very subtle. Something would have to be very close to hear them. The person walking behind me they're step they're putting their feet in the exact same spots that my boots are going, and they're following my exact same footfalls and they sound like they're just dragging a bag of leaves behind them or something. I mean, just so loud with every step. And I'm like, anything within a hundred yards is gonna is gonna hear that and go running. It was just and then I've had others where, you know, you started hunting with them and as as seasons pass, you know, a year, two years. You know, they go from being that same, like dragging a bag of dead leaves behind them to quieter, to quieter, to being just as quiet as I am. And it's not because I did a great job coaching them or training them. It's just the skill that you develop when you practice intentionally of moving quieter, not disturbing the ground, not stepping on leaves, not stepping on branches, just, you know, footfalls, going from heel to toe, not just blind stepping, but you know rolling your foot and when you can, when you run into something that's going to be loud, you just pull back and you, you move past it. you know, it's, it's not something you can just teach someone and then they do it. It's, it comes with experience and practice, and you can get better at it just by doing it and intentionally thinking about it, trying to get better and that's the number one way to, to approach that. But I think I meandered a little bit here. But guys, the bottom line is, if you can get in the right spot, it takes very little to capitalize on that situation. Whereas if you're in the wrong spot, there there cannot be the skills that exist to be able to capitalize on those situations sometimes. So it's all about getting where the birds want to be, are going to be, and are likely to come. If they hear you natural positions, good cover, close to the local turkeys, either where they, where they roost in the morning or where they're going to be during the day. And if you do that, that is the biggest part of the battle. you got to call some most of the time. But calling by itself without being in a good spot, without being in the right area, it's not always either just picking the right tree. Right, okay, this is the spot. This is where I'm gonna be. Sometimes it's the area. Okay. I you know, I know within a hundred or two hundred yards of this area is a great turkey area. So I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna find a good spot to set up in the morning, or if I'm coming in later, if I'm moving through the area, you know, I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna find a good spot to sit, but I'm also gonna identify multiple spots based on where the birds are. You know, I may be facing one way, but they may turn out to be over to the left. Okay, well, where's the right spot to, to get from that direction? So you're thinking, of when I say spot, I don't mean, you know, physical X on the ground. I mean the area. Being in the right zone, having cover options, and being able to move. Often, if you get in there early, and you hear them gobble on the roost you may not have just picked the right spot to sit down initially you may need to get up and move you may need to find uh, a spot that's got good cover from your to your back while you're facing that direction you know if i sit down and i'm facing east and i hear a turkey gobble directly behind me to the west well i'm not going to just sit there and wait i'm going to get up i'm going to move i'm going to either get to the other side of that tree or find another tree or find a more advantageous position based on the direction that I heard them. And then I'm going to set up there and I'm going to call. And I'm going to play that game. So it's all about having the area, the zone, and then you know, playing the terrain, playing the geography in that area. So guys, I hope this is helpful for you. Head out to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out all of the turkey hunting episodes, the turkey category. Make sure you head to iTunes. Leave a five-star review with a comment, not because I need the positive reinforcement, but because it's the number one way to help grow the channel. Would love to hear from you. Send me an email through the website. Till next time, God bless you, and go get them in the woods.